Welcome to the Wealth Standard Podcast with host Patrick Donahoe, author of the best-selling personal finance book, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose, and one of the nation's most influential financial advisors. The Wealth Standard's focus this season is investing. 2020 opened with markets and asset prices at all-time highs, but many of us experience more financial uncertainty now than we did a decade ago. Although there are more choices and opportunities than ever before, the risk-to-reward ratio teeters on a global fulcrum, contributing to the roller coaster of emotions surrounding financial well-being. It seems like everyone is walking on eggshells. This season, we'll cover topics revolving around investment theory and strategy, atypical investments versus conventional investments, and the role of investing within personal wealth strategies. The Wealth Standard Podcast is committed to inspiring you to be more financially free. There is no better time to gain clarity about your wealth strategy, your investments, and your financial future than now. Hey everyone, this is Patrick. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. This is the Wealth Standard Podcast. I'm glad you're here. I have some uh, things to talk about this week that hopefully will be uh, a good segue from the last two episodes. Hope you guys took advantage of purchasing that book series called The Tuttle Twins. You don't know what I'm talking about. Head over to thewellstandard.com and in the show notes, you will learn more about the last two episodes, specifically with my good friend, Connor Boyack of the Libertas Institute, as well as the author of those fine books. For this episode, I'm going to pick up on that theme. The reason why I wanted to have Connor on is because right now there is a lot of angst, I guess you can probably use more extreme words, based on some sort of a cultural divide, maybe a socioeconomic divide, calls for justice and more equality. And you know, I wanted to have him on because sometimes, given the fact that we are not taught to critically think and debate ideas and, and ultimately encouraged influence to choose a side, we don't get to think through concepts and issues. And I put myself in that category, forming opinions based on certain things and not being open to other perspectives. I'm not going to get into that today. But I look at wealth inequality and you know this is something I do for a living is talk about money, talk about investing, talk about strategy. And I feel it's my stewardship to just keep talking about this because it's so uh, prevalent in the news right now. And so that's why I wanted to talk to Connor, get his perspective on things from a libertarian standpoint, but also talk about really where we are with understanding ourselves, our beliefs about money, and then figuring out what to do about that. And that's why I went to children because oftentimes, like I mentioned in the last episode, you know, we're masochistic in a sense. We have a pain tolerance, an anxiety tolerance that's pretty high. And when it comes to our kids, though, that's where we start to draw lines. And when we realize that both our conscious and unconscious behavior about money is actually teaching and influencing them. So let's kind of get into it. Again, going off of Aristotle's quote about excellence, it's not a one-time act. It's a habit, right? It's having a certain mindset, which I believe is absolutely necessary. A dollar amount in the bank will not create this amount of cash flow, an amount of doors or property, an amount of business interests 
will not replace this. I believe that this mindset, this perspective is irrespective of the amount of money and wealth that you have. And that's the starting place. And then from there, you have strategy. There's a kind of a formula I use, state story strategy. The most important thing is state, which I believe, again, really comes from the belief system that you have about money, about wealth, and what's possible for you. And I believe that that's going to be the biggest barrier to you achieving what you want. So today, I'm going to take you through some exercises. And I, and I hope that this expands your view, your belief in what's possible for you. And then I'm going to do some follow-up episodes as well, getting into a specific calculator and formula that you can use to start having some breakthroughs, some realizations, setting some goals potentially. So I think you're going to get a kick out of it. All right. So first, I want you to maybe just think about, you know, wherever you are, whether you're in your car watching the video on, on YouTube, just think about on a scale of one to 10, like how are things going financially? How's financial life? I guess you can put one being that you're on the verge of bankruptcy and all you do is worry about money and it's affecting your relationships with yourself. It's affecting your health. It's affecting your work. And then 10, being absolutely financially free where you can do what you want, when you want, with whom you want. You feel completely free. So I want you to rank yourself and understand that that ranking, right, again, is a kind of a gut feeling, right? We understand kind of where we're at, whether or not we're able to look at our financial statement or our bank account. We have an idea of where we're at naturally. I want you to first be aware of that. Now, this next part, I think is going to be interesting. Now, I look at sometimes we have this, what I call the infinite horizon, right? Which is this light at the end of the tunnel, this pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's this thing in the distance that never seems to get any closer. And I believe sometimes we have an idea of what an ideal life would look like, but we'd never really explore it. And I think there's a psychological way in which you can be open to what you really want. And so that's what I want you guys to start thinking about is what does life look like at a 10? What does life look like on your terms? If you were to be financially free, what would have to happen? So this is where I'm going to stretch the perspective. So a few months ago, I did an event with a good friends of mine who are also in the financial services space. And I love doing events with them. We meet every week, we brainstorm, we come up with cool ideas, and we do an event just for financial advisors. And we had a guest speaker. And this guest speaker, I consider a, a good friend. He's also a colleague. He's been a mentor of mine. He, he has inspired me in so many different ways. But his name's Garrett. And Garrett did an exercise on this event that I was impressed by. And I also have thought about quite a bit, but never really connected its relevance to the topic we're, we're on until my preparation for this. I feel that this exercise will, the purpose is to really connect with who you are, what you want, and then what growth really means. So I want you to take another moment. Obviously, you've kind of ranked yourself on a scale of one to 10 and kind of got a gauge of where you're at. And now kind of understanding what a 10 looks like, hopefully what I'm about to do expands beyond a 10, which allows you even more room to understand what you really want. So here we go. So first, I want you to imagine that starting next month, which is October, if you're listening to this in 2020, and you're caught up with all episodes. If not, 
whatever month it is next. If next month you receive an additional $1,000 of income on top of everything that you're making right now, what would you do with that $1,000? Would you save it? Would you pay down debt? Would you go out to dinner at your favorite restaurant a couple of times or takeout? Obviously, we're in the middle of COVID. What about an additional $5,000 a month? $5,000 additional money came in every single month on top of what you're already making. What would you do? Would you maybe look at moving where you live? Would you look at putting money away for college education, savings, build up a reserve, an extra $5,000 a month? Now, $10,000 a month, every single month on top of what you're currently making, what would you do with an additional $10,000 a month? Would you get a new car, upgrade your wardrobe, pay off debt, give money to your kids, go on a vacation? What would you do with an additional $10,000 extra per month? Now, $30,000, $30,000 a month extra on top of what you are already making. What would you do with that money? Would you get your dream home? Would you quit your job and start your own business? Would you go to an event? Would you move your parents into a nicer place? Would you put money away? Would you save it? Now, $50,000 a month. If you had an extra $50,000 a month coming in every single month on top of what you're already making, now what? Now go to $100,000 a month. $100,000 a month more than what you're making right now. Now, $250,000. Every single month, money came in. What would you do? $500,000. Every single month, $500,000 showed up in your bank account more than what you're making right now. What would change? How would you feel? What would you do? What would you not do? $750,000 every single month on top of what you're making right now. And then finally, a million dollars extra every single month. So I want you to think about that, those dollar amounts, the exercise, and I want you to connect with something. Number one, at what dollar amount did you not know what you were going to do? I also want you to connect to at what dollar amount did you start thinking about giving money to others where your lifestyle was complete? You were living in the home of your dreams. You had no debt. You were making investments. The worry factor of money was really no longer there. Maybe a new worry set in, which is all of this money, what am I going to do? Taking a break from the show, I want you to know about a course I created for successful real estate investors that I'm making available to my podcast audience for free. You guys know that stupid business and real estate investment decisions almost cost me everything in 2009 and 2010. And since then, it's been my mission to teach you listeners the invaluable lessons I learned during this strenuous time so you don't have to experience those same lessons. Perpetual Wealth Real Estate is an online course that teaches you a financial strategy I use personally with all of my real estate investments to ensure a profitable transaction and maximize the overall return. The Perpetual Wealth Real Estate course is my gift to you. Register today for free at thewealthstandard.com forward slash ROI. Again, the URL is thewealthstandard.com 
forward slash ROI, Romeo Oscar Indigo. So the reason why I wanted to do that exercise is because I do believe that there is a threshold to what our ideal lifestyle looks like, what the ideal life is and what it takes financially to achieve that. But I don't think we ever have this conversation with ourselves or anybody else, whether it's you feel guilty, you feel that you know shouldn't have that type of lifestyle that others are more deserving of that. I don't know. Those are all these are all belief systems. But I want you to start connecting to that opening up your mind as far as where you're at, the money that you're making, the thresholds, the glass ceilings that do exist. They exist for all of us. And then I want you to start positioning yourself now on what I consider kind of like a, a hierarchy. Obviously, I talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs probably every single episode, but it's something that's important to me because it helps me categorize it helps me formulate and structure ideas in a, lots of different information in a simple way. So when I look at, again, that exercise, it's to merely open you up to possibilities, open, opening your mind to what would you do? What do you want? And then subsequently, it breaks beyond the threshold of you and it gets to others. What would you contribute? Who would you help? What experiences would you create for those that may not have the blessings and the opportunities and the drive that, uh, that you have? So this is where, again, hierarchy of needs, I think that physiological, that carnal, like you need uh, your food, shelter, clothing, it's those survival instincts. I think from a financial standpoint, right, this is the category where people are in debt, if credit card debt, high interest debt, they're living paycheck to paycheck, it's survival mentality. They don't have any savings. They're struggling to get by. They spend every single dollar that's in their bank account and go into overdraft every month. This is like that physiological section where you're surviving. Graduating from that as you start to resolve those things, you start to pay off debt, eventually get out of debt. This is kind of the safety tier two of the hierarchy of needs. Maybe you have a good credit score now and you're responsible and you purchase a home instead of rent. You start saving a double digit percentage of your income starting at 10%. You have liquid reserves, six months, 12 months. Okay. You're essentially creating that safety net for yourself. I look at the next stage, that tier three as relationship. It's where you're incorporating the building blocks of good financial wherewithal, starting with, you know, having a budget, saving money establishing a will and a trust, potentially a, a college fund for your kids or an education fund. You maybe start investing. You start looking into ways in which you can make more money. The next rung is self-esteem. Self-esteem is where I would put you know, maximizing your income, realizing that one of the best investments is yourself and taking some money and getting a course or getting a certification or learning something new allows you to be more valuable to others and subsequently learn or earn more money. This is a stage where you have a spending plan as opposed to a budget. Spending plan is different. Spending plan is what lifestyle do I really want? And how can I create a spending plan where I can have that lifestyle and enjoy life at a different level? I think spending plan and budget are very different. This, I believe, is when you start to identify with that ideal lifestyle. Maybe some of those thoughts came to mind when you were doing this exercise a moment ago. At what dollar amount would you be able to do what you want to do, live where you want to live, have fun with the people that you love, 
a few years ago, my parents live on Cape Cod in on Massachusetts. And usually every year we go and visit them. We didn't go this year, of course, but I got to take my dad uh, and it wasn't very expensive at all, but I got to take my dad on this little plane and do a tour over Cape Cod. And he had never seen Cape Cod that way, but it was awesome to have that experience with him. Last year, I prepaid for a great white shark excursion on Cape Cod to have one of those other experiences with my brother, my nephews, and my dad, and my uncle, and my son. And, you know, unfortunately, there's a windstorm and it knocked out power to the little airport. So we did usually was the spotter plane for this boat that went around. So someone was probably looking out for us. (laughs) And, And that windstorm came in so that we did not do the shark tour. That's kind of on the to-do list, the bucket list. But these are examples of, of what I mean. I have some big bucket list items to contribute to the experiences of others. Those are examples of what I'm talking about. This is where you start to put together what you dream about, what you want to provide as experiences for yourself, your family, and then subsequently people that you love that may not be able to have the same experiences as you. And then I finally you get to self-actualization, this final, final rung which is, I would say, you're growing for different reasons. You're maximizing your income for different reasons. You're investing for different reasons. It's now outside of yourself. You're growing to contribute to others, to not just live a lifestyle that you love, but you do the things that you're passionate about. You support causes. You create memories. You establish your legacy. All right. So also self-actualization, I would say, career on your terms. You're working to live. Right. You're investing, you're managing to live because you have connected to that lifestyle, not the other way around. Hope you guys are connecting with this. The reason why I want to do it is to start getting you to understand that there is a position you're at financially, right? That position that hopefully expanded you into a million dollars a month. What would I do with a million dollars a month? Also, it connected you maybe to where you're at in the pecking order of things, the hierarchy of things. Are you in desperation? Probably not because you're listening to this podcast. Are you in safety? Are you in relationship? Are you in self-esteem? Are you in self-actualization? That would be amazing. I want you to connect to where you really are. And then over the course of the next few episodes, we're going to speak about what does life look like at those stages above and beyond where you're at right now. And then subsequently, ways in which you can quantify that. You can establish some potential milestones on the way to whatever that ideal lifestyle is for you. So make sure you stick with me because I'm doing this for a number of reasons. Number one, trying to connect a lot of the previous episodes to actionable things that you can do. Also, I'm hoping you realize by now that most of this, the majority of this of this is psychological. It's what you believe about money. It's what you believe about yourself. It's what you believe you're worthy to achieve. And I look at so many different influences that have caused us to think about money. And most of them, I would say, are very limiting. So connecting with those, realizing those are simply just beliefs, and you didn't necessarily consciously create those barriers for yourself, that will open you up to the importance of strategy. How do you implement strategy? Because changes need to be made in order to get to the next level. But if the cause is not worthy of the efforts to establish goals, change habits, then you're not going to do it. Frankly, it's not going to be, it's maybe an act here and there. But as Aristotle said, it's not going to be a habit. 
Okay. So, and then we're going to connect potentially some spreadsheets. You guys know that I posted the hierarchy of wealth spreadsheet calculator on the website, thewealthstandard.com in the show notes, as well as the financial independence calculator. Right now, they're just spreadsheets using some of the things I'm talking about right now. I'm hopefully formulating a way in which there's a, a program created so that you can go through some goals, go through ways in which you quantify those goals, and subsequently start charting a path to achieving those goals. So that's uh, that's where we're going. Guys, thanks for listening. It's a shorter podcast today, but I appreciate your attention. I appreciate your participation. Hopefully you gained from these exercises and there will be more to come in the subsequent episodes. Till then, go head over to the website. We have some cool resources on there. All the show notes are there as well. If you like what you hear, Give us a great ranking on iTunes. That always helps. And share with your friends and family. That'd be amazing. Guys, you're awesome. Thanks again. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official website, thewealthstandard.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing, financial, legal, tax, or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional. We welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and exclusive interviews this season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Whoa.